The Old Testament reading for this morning comes from the book of Exodus, beginning in the 20th chapter at the first verse. It was written, God spoke all these words. I am God, your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of a life of slavery. No other gods, only me. No carved gods of any size, shape, or form of anything whatever, whether of things that fly or walk or swim. Don't bow down to them and don't serve them, because I am your God, your God. And I am a most jealous God, punishing the children for any sins their parents pass on to them to the third and, yes, even to the fourth generations of those who hate me but I'm unswervingly loyal to the thousands who love me and keep my commandments. No using the name of God, your God, in curses or in silly banter. God won't put up with the irreverent use of his name. Observe the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Work six days and do everything you need to do, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to God, your God. Don't do any work, not you, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your servant, nor your maid, nor your animals, not even the foreign guest visiting in your town. For in six days God made heaven, earth, and sea, and everything in them. He rested on the seventh day, therefore God blessed the Sabbath day. He set it apart as a holy day. Honor your father and mother so that you'll live a long time in the land that God, your God, is giving you. No murder, no adultery, no stealing, no lies about your neighbor, no lusting after your neighbor's house or wife or servant or maid or ox or donkey, don't set your heart on anything that is your neighbor's. And all the people experiencing the thunder and lightning, the trumpet blast, and the smoking mountain were afraid. They pulled back and stood at a distance, and they said to Moses, You speak to us and we'll listen, but don't have God speak to us or we'll die. And Moses spoke to the people, Don't be afraid. God has come to test you and instill a deep and reverent awe within you so that you won't sin. And this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Would you pray with me, please? Into your hands we offer our imaginations and feelings, our thoughts and concerns, our busy distractions. Take them now and keep them for us so that we might now come to rest fully in your presence. Draw from us only that which you, O oh God, need from us at this moment. Open our hearts, our minds, our ears for your word for us this day. Amen. It's one of my favorite little stories. 
A young soldier and his commanding officer got on a train together and sat down in a seat directly across from a very attractive woman who was traveling with her grandmother. As the soldier and his commander engaged in conversation, the soldier and the young woman kept eyeing one another. The attraction was obviously mutual. So suddenly the train went into a tunnel and the car became pitch black and immediately two sounds were heard. The smack of a kiss and the whack of a slap across the face. Well, the grandmother thought, I can't believe he kissed my granddaughter, but I'm glad she gave him the slap he deserved. The commanding officer thought, I don't blame the boy for kissing the girl, but it's a shame she missed his face and hit me instead. <laughs> and the young girl thought, I'm glad he kissed me, but I wish my grandmother hadn't slapped him for doing it. And as the train broke into the sunlight, the soldier could not wipe the smile from his face. He had just seized the opportunity to kiss a pretty girl and slap his commanding officer across the face. <laughs> and had gotten away with both. That guy knew how to seize the day. You know, you know folks, we must take every opportunity to fulfill our deepest purpose in life, to be sons and daughters of God. We must live our lives in the moment. And I believe that is what this list of rules, these commands are really meant to help us to do. Now, if we can just take a step back for a moment and just talk about the commandments as an entire group rather than one by one, I think we might agree that life according to these commands is about a radical commitment to God and a sort of compassion for our neighbor. They really came to represent the covenant between God and God's people. They were kept and carried around in the Ark of the Covenant. I will be your God and you will be my people. And here is how we are going to treat each other. They became the terms and conditions for covenant relationship. Ten ways to express love for God and love for each other. This is what loving God and loving your neighbor as yourself is supposed to look like. Now these commandments frame some of the most important questions I believe we can come to ask like the mystery of good and evil, the meaning of living in community, the nature of integrity, the meaning of loyalty and being faithful to those nearest to us, the necessity of honesty. When we honor these commands, we embrace the sanctity of life, the power of love, and the awesome power of being bound in life-giving community and in relationship with others. We meet this morning around a celebration of World Communion Sunday. That means that all over the world, Christians are celebrating their connectedness as we come to the table together. Today, all the other things that divide us, from culture to race to geography and distance to political leanings and fear and war and violence and oppression, ideally all fall away 
as we celebrate our brother and sisterhood in Jesus around a common table. We can affirm today that no human being is an orphan. We are all born into family and into relationship with others. The Bantus of South Africa say that a person is a person because of other persons. We are born into relationship. We grow and live in relationship. We die in relationship. Our modern Western notion of fierce personal independence really distorts the core truths about us. We've heard the old theological philosophical formula, I think, therefore I am. In African, I think it would be translated, I am related, therefore I am. To the question, who are you? The African would answer, I am my mother's and my father's child, of the lineage of so-and-so, of the house of X and Y, and the tribe of Z. By which time the impatient American has moved on to other things. Yet the Bible is full of such relatedness. And this covenant is one more example of something that has bound people together in their present and indeed down through time. They have become the house rules that have been passed on from generation to generation as a basic code to a meaningful life. And this sacred trust has now come to us. It is a part of who we are to be as the Brexville United Methodist Church on the square and off of it in Brexville, Ohio, and indeed into the entire world. So I simply ask you this morning, what will we do to ensure that this life-giving code comes alive for those who will follow us? This covenant code, present from the early beginnings of relationship between God and God's people, is being read on a day worldwide when we should be reminded of our common humanity. In the life of God's church, our humanity has never, ever been a threat. The world has always known fear. But remember today, darkness has never defeated light. May we hold on to the strength of the covenant. May we stay committed to continue the work that God is writing in our own faith stories. And may we always be looking for ways to include others into relationship with our covenant community. Amen.